Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. We're studying together in 2 Corinthians chapter number 2. This will be our, I'm trying to think here, I think it's our fifth or sixth study in this second chapter, and we still have at least a couple more to go before we complete this chapter, and uh, some powerful truth today that we'll cover, and really it'll tie in with what we studied last broadcast. So if you missed that study, you need to go get the podcast. Just type in Striving for Revival wherever you go get your podcast and you can have a uh, you can subscribe to us. It's free and have access to all of these Bible studies that we've done. That way if you miss one, you're traveling, you're at work, you're got you have an appointment, you're just busy, whatever. Uh, you can catch them all via the podcast and that way you and I stay on the same page one with another as we study our Bible. And I know many of you say, you know what, Brother Cooper, I'm studying with you and I, I use that as a personal time daily in the Bible. And I say thank you, and I appreciate that. And I tell you, I want God to speak to our hearts. I'm sitting here in our radio studio at the church, the KNVBC studio. Now we have really where I am, there's two studios. It's a studio divided with a a wall, and then there's more recording, and that's where our church live stream is mixed and things on the other side of the studio where I am. Then we have a full radio studio in the college as well, and uh, it's a little bit newer than this one, and it's nice. It's actually a bigger room than this room is. Uh, I am down uh, sort of like in the bunker here. I like this spot because it's quiet, it's private. And uh, But I'm sitting here, and this has recently been updated, painted, and everything looks fresh. And a man in our church, Brother Manuel Reyes, took time his day off, took time to come in and paint. And I tell you, everything just looks good. I'm looking around at this uh, place and just first class, and I, I like it. And it makes you want to be on the radio. It makes you want to come down here and record. And God's good to us, isn't he? Never never take it for granted, the blessings God has bestowed upon you, big things and little things, everything in life. God has sure been good to you and I. Now, as we begin to study today, remember last broadcast, We read these verses where Paul admonishes the Corinthians to forgive the one that caused the biggest stink, if you will, uh, in their church. That was addressed in 1 Corinthians. I'm assuming, I think we're right in this, that he's referring to the man that was having an affair with his mother and stepmother, whatever she was. Uh, Just a sinful situation. Now, that causes a lot of heartache. It caused Paul personally a lot of heartache and grief. But Paul is charging these Christians to forgive that individual. And he even makes the statement in verse 5, he said, If any have caused grief, he hath not grieved me, but in part. And I think Paul was sort of being pastoral and leader, a leader here. He's not just losing it. He's not just saying, I'm a victim. Woe is me. I've been hurt. I've been done wrong. He is saying this. He said, hey, listen, God's grace is sufficient to help us get through this. And uh, he said, that man's going through it. That, that, that Those people, they're already feeling the, 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 the sting of their uh, decision-making. It's sufficient to such a man as the punishment he said that that he's going through right now. He said so. Uh, that man, you know, he he's already he's he's already having a hard time. He said so. Here's what I'm gonna do. 
He said, I'm not going to pile on, although that would be the easy thing. He said, but I'm going to try to practice what uh, he preached to the Galatians. He said, I want to try to undertake that one, which is overtaken in a fault. He said, here's what I ask you to do. In verse number seven, he begins to say it. He said, I want you to forgive him and comfort. He said, so I want you to offer forgiveness to that individual and then I want you to minister to him. I don't want you just in your heart to say, you know what, I forgive. But I want you to display your love toward him, your forgiveness toward him in comforting him. And here's why. Because if not, he might be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow and said, we might lose that man. Now, here's a good lesson to you and I. You need to remember, and so do I, that we are just sinners. We are no better than those that make headlines and get put in little jail cells and things. Like that. We're no different than they are. We are capable of the exact same thing. And when somebody stumbles, a just man falleth seven times, but riseth up again. When somebody falls, you and I, yes, there ought to be some, there, there, are, there are consequences and there ought to be some, there's some chastising and there ought to be some, there might be some disciplinary things that take place and there was in Corinth and there ought to be. But you and I ought to be careful not to turn such a one over, right? I mean, just push them out of the church where they, they'll no, have no hope of restoration ever again. And we got to be careful because they're already dealing with the grief of their sin, right? And so we should confirm, verse number eight, our love toward them. So Paul admonishes these Christians to forgive. In verse number 10, we talked about this. This is a powerful statement. To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything to whom I forgave it for your sakes, forgave I it in the person of Christ. He said, the reason that I forgive is because of Christ. On behalf of Christ and because of Christ, anchored in Christ, I realize how much I've been forgiven, what a debt I owed, how much grace it took in my life, how much the Lord has been good to me. And because God has been so good to me in forgiving me of all my sin and all my transgression and all my wrong, I'd offer forgiveness for his sake. Because if Christ were here bodily, he would say, Father, forgive them, or I forgive. Just like that woman uh, that was caught in the act, and he had those men drop their stones, and he said, neither do I condemn thee, go and sin no more. He was against sin, but he loved the sinner. Just like those on the uh, around the cross that crucified him, but yet he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Just like the admonition to turn the other cheek, and he's saying, I want you to forgive because you've been forgiven, and I'm forgiving, not because it makes me feel better, and not because it's easy for me, and my flesh might even disagree with what's coming out of my mouth right now, but I know in my soul that Jesus would be pleased if we offer this man forgiveness. And here's the reason why. If you do not forgive, you are going to get bitter. You say, well, I think I'll be all right. I'm just going to go on hating that person. It, it just be a mild thing. It won't. No, it'll, it'll, it'll affect you. It will metastasize. It'll grow and it will poison the well of your life. It will cause a root of bitterness to grow. And that root of bitterness will spring up into an entire garden of contention and criticism and uh, just that ill will toward people. You're going to get sideways toward other things in life. You have got to get to the place where you can forgive. And you say, well, I'm right and they're wrong. Maybe so, but forgive. They hurt me. They, uh, maybe so, but forgive. They deserve something worse than what they've got. Maybe so, but you forgive and let God take care of that. It is God that settles situations. And here's the reason why you and I ought to practice forgiveness no matter how hard it may seem. Verse 11, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, 
for we are not ignorant of his devices. Paul is saying the reason that you need to be quick to restore, to comfort, to love on, to minister to, and forgive that individual is because the devil is always looking for some way to get in. He's looking for a door. He's looking for a hole. He's looking for a crack. He's looking for a chink in the armor where he can weasel his way in, slither through like the snake he is, and cause trouble. And you better believe that the devil delights in a bitter believer. If he can find someone who is overcome with bitterness, it makes his job easy because that person will take upon themselves to play the part of the devil in some situations and cause church schisms and splits and hurt people for no reason. So he says, don't harbor hatred. Don't harbor ill will. Don't hold on to that malice if it's malice, but forgive, forgive. Paul's point is this, forgive the wayward man, the wayward sister, the wayward brother, because if you don't, Satan will take advantage of the situation. We know his tactics. We know his plan. We know the wiles of the devil. He loves these things. The devil, from the beginning, has attempted to divide man from fellowship with God. That's what he wanted in the garden, to drive a wedge between Adam and God, to drive a wedge between Eve and God. And you better believe it, if the devil sees a little crack that he can drive a wedge in in a church between believers, between brethren, he's going to do his part to make sure that he, he drives it in deep. Bitterness can cause it to happen. Grief can cause it to happen. Hatred can cause it to happen. No matter the situation, you and I, for Christ's sake, ought to love one another, and ought to forgive one another, even as Christ forgave you and I. I pray that'll be a help to someone today. I pray God will help me to practice that in my own life. That's all of our time for today. Make sure you join us next broadcast. And until then, pray with me for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.